welcome back to Learn to Adult, the podcast helping guide you to adulting better. I am your lovely host, Abby, and, well, full disclosure, I am not a tax expert. Not even a little bit. Um, When I was laying out episode ideas, I knew I had to hit filing income taxes, but I was really unsure how to cover it because, like I said, not an expert, and I didn't want to be leading you down wrong trails or if I was reading a website that wasn't right, I didn't want to do that. And second, filing your taxes is very different for everyone. Um, This podcast could have been four hours long if I tried to do that all by myself. And there isn't really a great way to do a step-by-step procedure as far as I can tell. What works for you might not work for the next person or the next person. People can have all kinds of differences in how they file. So I decided that the best way to go about this was to find someone who actually knew what they were talking about. Um, I'm no expert, but my wonderful guest, Clay, is. He is a tax professional based out of California, and he has graciously agreed to answer a few of my questions. Let's go right into it, shall we? Okay, so Clay, can you explain to everybody kind of what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So I have my own tax practice. I'm in Northern California. I do taxes for individuals and small businesses, sometimes both. And I also do bookkeeping for companies, which is just tracking all expenses and income. And then we also do payroll, which is all of behind the scenes work to pay people's employees. Oh, well, that's important. Uh, now, so how did you now how did you find yourself in this uh, field of work? Was this something like you always wanted to do? Did you stumble into it? Or? <laughs> Uh, not exactly. So I don't know. My my situation is a little unique. Um, I can kind of give you the path for people that get into it uh, normally, and then I'll tell you Absolutely. what I how I. So I actually grew up with uh, a dad that did this for a long time. So at this point, he's been doing it like almost forty years. And so about ten years ago, I started working with him, and he became my mentor. And he trained me, showed me how to do everything. And then while I was doing that, I also went to school for it. So I did a a bachelor's in business management and a minor in accounting. And then I later did a master's in tax. So I kind of started doing it and then I went to school for it. Whereas most people will kind of do it the other way. Generally, they'll go get an accounting degree, go work for a firm for a while and then they'll go out on their own or, you know, go to some smaller firm where they're more comfortable. Interesting. I like it. Like you were just kind of like born into the tax profession. I really like that. So Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's in our blood. It's the family business. I like it. Uh, so like, I'm, so I'm going to take it. You like it. I mean, you grew up with it, then you started doing it. That's, that's good. Excellent. Yeah, I like it. I didn't, I didn't like it growing up. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, well, of course. Yeah. Something's laid down on you by yeah. your, by your parents. You immediately just push it off. But yeah, no, I get it. That's, that's awesome. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to talk to you about like, you know, cause some people are just starting to file their taxes. W2s are just starting to roll in for everybody. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about like, just like the, some of the basic stuff about taxes, like, you know, mm-hmm. what should, people be have have around like just like their w-2s is there anything else that they should be if they're filing all by themselves for the first time what should they what should they have with them in their like toolkit yeah so one thing i see is people try to file really early Mm -hmm. like right now right now is too early for a lot of people interesting because 
you don't get all your stuff until the end of January, usually. Sometimes you get some in February. So if you file because you're, you know, looking forward to that refund or whatever, then you get a tax document in the mail a couple weeks later. And then it's just way more complicated. Right. And then you have to figure out, okay, does this even make a difference? Do I need to amend my return? And it's just a mess at that point. So I, I kind of, you know, there's some situations where you can, you can do it super early on and it's no big deal, but uh, you got to kind of have a good idea of what you're waiting for. For most people, that's your W2. And that ends up being 99% of what goes into a lot of people's tax returns. So if you have that, then most of the time you're good to go. Um, A lot of people, even if they do have a W-2 and that's their main source of income, they'll have 1099s from things like interest or maybe they're playing around in the stock market with some some side money. You know, that all affects your tax return. So it may not affect it a lot, but it's still something to think about. So W-2, 1099, those are the two biggest things. Yeah, I know that I wait for um, my my company sends it out on the last possible day they're legally allowed to, so I always have to wait for mine. And I also yeah. end up randomly getting mine from paying my student loans. I get a tax document from that, so those all just sort of trickle in at random times. So yeah, yeah, that's how it is for a lot of people. Things just trickle in, and so you just gotta wait for it. All right. Okay. So now um, I know that there's like there's there's quick ways to do it. Like you know you can get like the the TurboTax and all the different software. And now I've seen that a lot of like the credit card or the credit websites have started doing your taxes, stuff like that. Yep. Um, and then there's also like just the paper ways to do it. And the one that I hear a lot is a, the, the 1040 easy form. Um, mm-hmm. Is, are there, is that just something to glom onto? Like, is there a pro and con to just doing it? Like, cause that's what I hear is the simple way. When I hear people saying they're just going to do that instead of messing with everything else. Yeah, so you know that one's tough. I don't actually ever use 1040 EV just because my tax software doesn't, you know, it, it lets me use whatever. So I just default to the 1040. Um, so I actually had to look up the differences between all these because I just never use it. So what it comes down to is it's very, very limited, certain types of income, certain amounts of income, and certain credits. So if you're you know, under a hundred grand, you don't have kids, you're not taking certain types of credits. Yeah, you can use 1040 easy, but if you're going to use some software to do it, it's going to pick the right one for you. Gotcha. So I honestly just wouldn't worry about, you know, which one you use. Cause there's actually another version too called a 1040 a kind of an in between. And I, you know, honestly, I think that goes back to the days where people did it by hand. Right. And it, yeah, it was a lot simpler. 1040 Easy is a lot simpler. Um, so, you know, if you're using software now, it's no big deal. I will say that some of the free software out there, they all kind of have different limitations on who can use it for free. Right. And sometimes they might only give you 1040 Easy for free. Gotcha. And if gotcha. you need to go, yeah, if you need to go to 1040A or 1040, then that's when they start charging you. It's all so, about that fine print, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can do, I mean, TurboTax has a free version, HR Block has a free version, but the entire time they're going to try to upsell you. Right. 
So yeah, it's free, but you know, you're going to have to get through a bunch of different sales pitches as you're doing it. And the, yeah, and the scope of what they're offering for free is pretty narrow. So, Right, right. It's free with an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, all the rage this year is Credit Karma. Yes, I've seen those commercials. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know they were on TV. Yep. So, yeah, they, um, they're advertising free federal and state returns with no income limits. And I don't know what the limitations are there, but that seems to be all the rage. There's a bunch of other ones. There's Tax Act, Tax Player. Um, like I said, H&R Block does it, TurboTax. It. They all have a free one. So there's actually a, an IRS page that lists all the free filing you know, options. Right. So, I mean, you could probably link that to your subscribers. And oh, that would actually be very, yeah. probably very handy because, yeah, some people... Sometimes you just don't know, like, there's so much information that it's hard to get your arms all the way around it. Yeah, and most people don't know that they can file for free. So, I mean, the threshold for a lot of the services is in, like, the 60,000. Hmm. Well, I, I have a feeling for just coming out of college, like, some people like that, it's usually under <laughs> under that price range. Right, right. Yeah, my, my one caveat on first-time filers is, you should check with your parents, see what they're doing, because gotcha. they're going to claim you as long as they can, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's worth a lot of money for, for them. Yeah. So what I see happening is you get a teenager or even a college student that, you know, starts you know, to get their first job, maybe it's just a side job, and, you know, they think, oh, I'm going to do my taxes my on my you know by myself this year. I'm going to get a refund. It's going to be great. And they do it in in January or February, and then you know we go to do it a month later or so, and then it just screws up everything. So we have to amend the child's return. Then we have to we can't e-file with the parent's return. So I kind of see it from the other end. So that's my advice: is, is just double check with whoever you're. Uh, whoever your parental guardian is, see what they're doing, make sure they're not claiming you, and kind of go through the whole the rules of who can claim who, and, and just double check. So, yeah. so yeah, so so okay. So my follow up question was going to be who, like, when should you start filing? And the answer is when you stop being claimed by someone else. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, there's income thresholds for when you need to file. Okay. So. Yeah, even if you're being claimed by someone else and you have enough income to file, which is, you know, six or seven thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Not a very not a very low not a very high threshold. Yeah, there's there's a filing requirement there. And so how long uh, times, Oh sorry, go ahead, continue. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was gonna say how long could um like in, in just you know, how long could a parent ideally claim a claim a child? Like, is there like an age limit? Is there, is there like a time period when they can stop claiming? Like, yeah. So there's there's not an age limit. Mm -hmm. It's really more of a support limit. So if the child lives at home forever, and the parent provides more than half of their support, then you know, yeah, they're they're going to claim them. They're eligible to claim them. So there's there's a whole long list of rules there and. I don't, I don't know if it's 
beneficial to get into all of those. But, you know, yeah, there's qualifying children, there's qualifying dependents, which can be other family members and stuff, or even people that aren't family members that live with you and support them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see people claim their kids well into their 20s just because they're still going to school and they're still home and they're still supporting them. So, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and like you can you can claim your kids on your health insurance till you're 26. So I'm, I have a feeling it, that helps push it out a little bit, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So like, um, so when they're, when people are filing like for their first time, is there, are there any sort of like red flags they should be kind of keeping an eye out for like either in something they're doing themselves or the software they're using or, or documentation, like any sort of anything that like a first timer wouldn't know to catch? Yeah. So I, the one I already said was, you know, check with your parents, but also, and I guess we already talked about this as well. You know, watch out for the upsell going to use TurboTax or whoever, like they're going to want to charge you money. So you have to just be careful uh, if you're trying to do it for free at least. I mean, if you, if you want to just use the full version, I think it's like $35. Even if you pay for the software, it's not that expensive. Um, I don't, I don't recommend people go into the retail shops because they're not, they're not cheap. Like you can pay a couple hundred bucks for a simple return and a lot of times you're meeting with somebody that has maybe like a week of training. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so they so they barely know what they're doing. They might know the software. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to blanket every retail place because sometimes there are experienced people in there and they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, your mileage might may vary. So I, I don't know. I just It's hard for me to recommend those. Um and I think probably another part of your question is um, so what to what to watch out for, mm-hmm. red flags. The other thing is like when you're done working on your return, it'll show you the actual thing and you know the actual forms. So you should go and read through it. Make sure that you entered at least your personal information correctly, mm-hmm. but also just kind of scan through it and see. Do the numbers make sense? Right. Uh, you know, based on what you know you made, does that show up somewhere? And, you know, if you're getting some massive amount back or you owe some massive amount, maybe something's wrong. So that's just my suggestion. Like, take a look at it and and try to read through it and see if anything jumps out at you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with some of that software. Some you get a little click happy and you're going to miss something at the bottom under the screen or you're going to forget to put something in there. So, yeah, definitely. It's good. advice. So um, now I know you talked about like waiting for a little while, like make sure you get all your documents together, everything that you've waited for. But um, (laughs) so I know there's there's an entire Simpsons episode about uh, Homer rushing to the bank (laughs) at at the very last second and trying to throw it through the closed doors. So, um, Oh, I bet you do. (laughs) Um, so yeah. So filing last minute, bad thing. I assume. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's bad. Just don't do that. Yep. That's a pretty short answer. Yep. Don't do that. Okay. I just want to make sure we warned everybody and wagged our finger at them. (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to do that, um, definitely don't call me at the last minute. (laughs) Or, or oh. someone like me, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you... Oh, I bet you just get all the phone calls. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, there's always a few right at the end. 
So yeah, yeah it's just the yeah. the hail mary pass at the very last at the at the eleventh hour. Yeah, and I I probably shouldn't say this, but if you don't owe anything, there's not actually a filing deadline. Like you're not going to pay a penalty for not filing on time. Interesting. But you know the catch is you got to know whether you owe. Anything. You've got to know that, correct? Yeah, you have to know know that, and sometimes, sometimes you think you don't know, but you do, and that's yes, you do. Yeah, that's caught me a couple yeah. of times too. So yeah, I. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's always fun. Oh. Yeah, and if you're if if you don't owe anything, it means you're getting money back. So why wait? Exactly, exactly. Why wait? Do it. Do it now. Gotcha. So that uh, that kind of segues me into my favorite my my favorite question. Do you have any sort of nightmare anecdotes that you could tell the listeners to scare them straight into doing their taxes properly and um, efficiently? You know, I wish I did. I, I don't oh. have any. I don't have any scary stories actually. I mean, the worst actually is people calling me in the middle of April, like a couple of days before the deadline, right? Saying, "Hey." Um, you know, can I send you my stuff? It's not that hard. It's just, it'll be real quick. It's like, oh, okay. I've heard that before. Right. It's, it's that kind of stuff. Just don't do that. Oh, yeah. Don't Showing up like with that. a shoebox full of receipts. Here we go. We're ready to go. Oh, uh, yeah. Receipts are always the worst. I've yeah. only had that happen a few times because I kind of make it clear that I'm never okay with that. Like, I don't want to sort through your stuff. Uh, yeah, I definitely, so when I first reached out to you and you, you talked to me when we were arranging this interview, I, I checked you up online and I found a Yelp page that reviewed you. And I believe the term in your Yelp review was clay is a ninja. And <laughs> my, my response was, I have found the perfect person. Excellent. So yes. Cool. Okay. So yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm glad that there are no horror stories. Cause that means there are no like broken hearts somewhere, but at the same time, you know, you live off the drama. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and I really enjoy what I do because I get to build relationships with lots of people, and I get to solve problems for them, and you get to see the people just be happy because they don't have to deal with all this other stuff that we do. So it's great. Yeah. Okay. So, so if um, someone's out there filing for themselves, at, at what point do you would you recommend that someone reach out to a professional? Uh, of like of your caliber to say hey i'm, I'm gonna need some help here because it's not just a simple w-2 that i have to fill out like at what point should someone turn for desperate help yeah so there's there's a bunch of thresholds i see um if you're self-employed mm-hmm. that's a major one because you now pay tax on your profit and your profit is a product of all of the money that you get minus all of the things that you spend that are deductible. And you need somebody who has experience to help you know what's deductible and to find more things that are deductible. Mm-hmm. That's where I provide a lot of value. You know, so you look at all the different ways you pay tax when you're self-employed, finding a dollar of deduction can end up saving you 40 cents. So I don't know anywhere else you're going to find 40 cents on the dollar of return. So it's pretty, you know, it's, it's worth the effort. So that's one major threshold if you're self-employed. At least sit down with somebody and say, hey, and point me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if not, just hire them to do it. It's up to you. Another yeah. one is when you start investing. That's okay. Big, um, yeah. 
investing in stocks, investing in real estate. There's just a whole other mess of rules that goes into that. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one would be if you have a rental property. Gotcha. Yeah. And, you know, some of these on, on the smaller scale, you can still end up doing yourself. But you need to at least consult with somebody and you know, kind of get the groundwork for doing that. Um, so. Yeah. So, hey, okay. So, wait, did you have any more? I apologize. No, no. Those are, those are mostly the three big ones. I'd say one more would be high income earners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you're a high income earner, you end up having a lot of other things going on. Like you're getting stock options from work and those are a mess. And maybe you own several homes and that's a mess. And you just end up being more complicated because you have more money. So, you know, and you can afford to hire somebody. So why not? Oh, yeah. And then definitely once you've got your you got your claws out and all kinds of different things trying to consolidate that, I mean, it'd be better to have someone with a head for that as opposed to you trying to make sense of it in four months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we, we end up saving people way more than we charge them. So that's worth it. But yeah, so I, I'd say those are the four big ones. Excellent. Well, I mean, I, those, that, that is my uh, battery of questions I had for you. Um, was there anything that you wanted to tell, like make sure was out there in the world as a tax professional speaking to the, my, my millions of listeners? <laughs> Millions of listeners. So millions of millions. All over the world, by the way. Yes, yeah, I was just, this is, I don't know if you know, this is the most popular podcast that's basically ever happened, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand, yeah. Your listenership is growing rapidly. So, you know, a major resource for me is Reddit. I'm on I'm on Reddit all the time. I, like, I'm just constantly learning. Two of my favorite subreddits are our personal finance and mm-hmm. our tax. Gotcha. Lots of good tax questions in our tax. Our personal finance actually has a tax filing mega thread right now. And that's where I went through and, and found the list of these free filing services. I mean, cause I never use them. I don't need them. Right. But right. you know, I wanted to find a good list. And so there's a lot of good information in there, you know, not just for taxes, but also just general adulting. Exactly. I yeah. I, well, that's funny. That's how I found you. That's how I found uh, led you to this wonderful podcast. And yeah, I am a big right. big advocate yeah. of Reddit. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the wonderful tax professional Clay. A uh, lot of actually very useful information. And again, like I said when I was talking to him, a lot of information that I didn't even know, and it was very good. I'm so glad that we got him on here, and I'm glad that he was able to share all of his wonderful words of wisdom with us. Okay, so there you have it. Some wonderful tips and things to keep in mind when you file this year. I will add links that he mentioned down in the episode description. And hopefully, if you have any more questions, they might be able to point you in the right direction. And if you have any other follow-up questions that I might be able to help you out with here shortly before you have to file and before deadline's hit, you are free to email me at learntoadult at gmail.com. And yeah. I will hopefully, I will do what I can, or I will contact someone who can answer your question for you. I am dedicated to the cause. So thanks for joining me this week. New episodes drop every Monday, so make sure that you subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, please leave a rating and maybe a review on iTunes. I would appreciate it very much. You can also find the podcast on YouTube. Just search Learn to Adult and look for my adorable little logo. 
You can also follow me on Twitter at learn to adults. And if I do interviews like this in the future, I might ask on Twitter if anyone has any questions and you might be able to get something asked in real time. So yeah, I hope everything goes wonderful for your week and I hope your tax filings go smoothly. I will see you all next week. Thanks everybody. Do you have a cool sign off? I, I don't yet. My favorite actually, some friends of mine have a podcast on movies mm-hmm. called The Brainful Podcast. Um, so their sign off is hold on to your butt. <laughs> I